Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Call, 10 stocks picked by you two experts, one hour. It is Monday, the 27th of June. I'm Andrew Gagan. Good to have you with us. Our two experts on the show for today, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets. Carl, g'day. Good afternoon, Andrew. Thanks for having me on on the sunny Monday over here. Hopefully it's sunny over there. Uh, sunny, but cold, because uh, Nathan Somers and are also joining us from Deep Data Analytics. who have just been complaining about how cold it is. <laughs> it's sunny, but when you walk out into the city, because of the buildings, you don't get much of a sun. It's just yeah. a wind gust. Well, you know, the market's looking sunny at well, least. Well, that's true. That's yes, true. but of course, a rally does not a bull market make. Um, Nathan, uh, when you're seeing a rally like this in a bear market, does that reassure you or make you even more wary? I think it just shows you how hard it is to be an investor uh, because you'd never get the market trending in one direction. So, mm. you know, you always get the jacket moves. So these kind of bear market rallies will, you know, get the investor jumping in to buy the dip. At the same time, the, the bears will try and cover the shorts. And then, then two, three days later, you're back to the same trend. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really tough at the moment. I think you've got to think outside the one week, two week, and you've got to look at the month, the year, and what you're trying to get out of the markets. And you've got to have a bit more conviction. And the reality is we're going into a reporting season. Volatility is going to rise even more. Yep. And you come out with the bad news. There is no forgiving in this kind of market. You get hammered. So you just got to be careful that things are going to be quite volatile. Yeah, we saw that today. In fact, with evolution, um, if it, you disappoint the market in, currently, then you do get hammered. Evolution being crushed today, taking a few other gold stocks with it. Um, Carl, how are you seeing it then when we when we have such a rally in a bear market? Yeah, look, I'm with Nathan just as tough. So as a you know, trend follow as a technical analyst, you are driving the car looking only in the rearview mirror. So what we have is a long-term downtrend uh, up until literally five candles ago, we had a, a, a really well-established short-term downtrend. So, you know, I have to base my decisions on that. And then you get that V-shaped, uh, you know, one directional rally the other way back up. So, you, you know, in- inevitably as a trend follower, you're pretty much going to be wrong at the top because you're following the uptrend, then the market turns, you're going to be wrong at the bottom. So I'm in that phase right now, that, that you know, pesky little testy little phase where potentially uh, I'm still calling the market lower because the trends are, uh, uh, that's what the trends are. But uh, this, this rally, you know, could make me wrong for a week. I think watch now, look, we, we took it, if we close here, a pretty important level is, I was watching that sort of 66.71, and we're going to clip that today. Next level, 67.58. I think we're going to see some problems there. Um, the candles will tell me as we go, but I just, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, take a look at the stocks we're going to be looking at in the first half of the show. Global Data Centre Group, uh, Ascari, Coles, Capital and Recce Pharmaceuticals. And our stock of the day is Metcash, uh, supply wholesaler and food, liquor, hardware, uh, with the independent retail stores including IGA, Mitre 10, Celebrations. 
Uh, it's reported an 18.5% lift in its full year profits, hitting just shy of $300 million as it sees further improvement in the competitiveness of its retail networks. Um, IGA stores, in fact, are grabbing further market share from its rivals, its big rivals, Coles and Woolies. Yeah, we're going to be discussing Coles uh, shortly. Looking ahead, the company seeing uncertainty around consumer behaviour as inflation remains elevated and pandemic-related issues continue to put strain on its supply chain. So what do our experts think of Metcash, Nathan? Oh, look, I, I think the, the whole supermarket um, sector is going to do well. They're one of the you know, beneficiaries out of the um, inflation cycle. Uh, we've been long um, Woolworths and the split out Endeavour. Uh, both of them are doing well. Um, I think Medcash has been one of those ones where they made a great acquisition, that's played out, uh, and it's done relatively well. Um, but it's a thematic for the whole sector. Everyone's doing well. Um, Calls will be a tricky one for me. I think it'll probably be the laggard out of the lot because Woolies is a really good play. So I think Calls will probably be the laggard. But in saying that, everyone in the sector is doing well. Medcash has just reconfirmed what we think. Uh, basically, they don't care what the price is because they keep their margin and they pass it on to the customers. And as customers, we're trying to get the cheapest thing. So we're trying to, a bit more of us are moving around trying to find the cheapest lettuce that we can find. Mm, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, for the, these guys are, this is what I love about the traders who sit in the middle. They clip the ticket. It doesn't matter what the price is. They get their margin, everyone else pays up. So in that context, I think they continue to do well. And the, I think the retail is moving from discretionary to more stable. So you've got to favour those guys over the next couple of years. And I think that uh, cycle is playing out now. So I'm more than comfortable with uh, Woolworths and Endeavour. Metcash is doing relatively well, good update. You know, The other thing to remember in this reporting season is we're going into a, a choppy couple of months. Anyone who comes out with the upgrade cycle will benefit from the fact that, well, if you've got a stock that is uncertain, the guy who has given the positive update will get the inflow. People mm. will sell out of the risky one and go to this one because you know it's going to hold up through that next couple of months. So Metcash coming out with a good result right now is a really good, um, I guess, indicator for the stock to do well over the next couple of months. Okay. So what's, what's your recommendation? Oh, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a buyer of the whole sector. Okay. Uh, still prefer Woolies and Endeavour, but yep. look, I think Metcash is a buy. Okay. Carl, what do you see? Look, I, I like Metcash. It's been our pick of the supermarket sector for, well, really for the last 12 months now. But you do have to understand its reward risk. And look, I, I think it's got the best growth profile, obviously, with the, the hardware aspect, uh, the liquor still within the business. Uh, but but it's riskier because, you know, it's the number three. So if you own Metcash, you, you probably would like to own a Bendigo Bank or a Bank of Queensland or something like that. So, uh, look, it's got the best yield out of the three as well. So uh, the, the fairest valuation, we think it's the cheapest of those. And, you know, today's resu result kind of just reaffirms a lot of the stuff that we were thinking about it, that there is this, this structural shift uh, towards your smaller players. So, you know, we, we went in there because of COVID and a lot of us are hanging around, you know, realising that, you know, going down the road is probably, uh, walking down the road is better than, than driving down to the, the local shop. So um, everything Nathan said, I, I, I agree with in terms of where the business is at, the momentum of the business and the fact that really they're, they're not too fussed by inflation. You know, they're, they're just, they're just going to pass that on uh, anyway. So um, the technicals is where maybe Metcash is not as ideal. I think the chart is solid. Don't get me wrong. It's it's the best chart out of them, but it's not necessarily a chart that I look at and go, hey, um, out of everything on the market, that's a screaming buy. So I think it suits 
your defensive investor. It suits your income investor. Uh, it suits somebody maybe looking to fill that spot in that supermarket space, okay, in that staples space. So if you're that person, I'm happy to stick with it. I, Look, our fair value target is was was four forty eight. So today's pops brought it back up to that. So I can't go a buy, but I think it's a solid hold based upon the fundamentals and the chart. Um, it's just if you're the growth investor, it's not that one stock you look at out of everything in the market. And go well, that's what I need to buy today. Yep. Okay. So I'll hold there for you for Metcash, and we're, as I said, we're going to be talking about Coles in just a moment. All right, let's uh, get into those stocks as picked by you. The first one being Global Data Centre Group. Uh, it's got a portfolio of data centres that it invests in. Mark wants to know about it, uh, sounding disappointed because he said, said uh, I've ridden it down from about $1.90. It's about $1.30 now. Uh, continues to fall even when the broader market has a good day. I'm trying to decide whether to realise the loss before the end of the financial year and free up some capital dollar cost average or just hold on for a long-term recovery. Do I buy, hold or sell, Carl? That's the million dollar <laughs> question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one. Look, the trends are a click up down. So maybe we'll get the, the trend up on the screen. The short-term trend is well established to the downside. The long-term trend switched, uh, I'm going to say broke in January. So the long-term uh, trend ended in January. Uh, you had a, a dip and then a rally back up to some 175. Uh, and then a failure there. And that's when I do believe the bear market has begun. Uh, that was in March. So you had a long time, but was it just, um, you know, hero to zero on this one? Because prior to January, it was doing pretty well. The trends were pretty good. You had this, you know, three, four month period where you went from that, you know, uptrend to the equilibrium phase, the sideways phase, and then the downtrend. So, you know, for Mark, he uses the, the words, I've ridden it down. I just don't understand the logic behind writing something down from you know dollar ninety into dollar twenty. I think you know take some responsibility um, for your portfolio uh, and for, for 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 the positions in that portfolio. And you want to have the best uh, the best players in each of those positions, like a, like a football team. And if, if one one player isn't performing well, you put put them on the bench. Um, the, the signals in the market were there to do that. Look, some of the reasons why maybe it hasn't done so well, um, you know, businesses like this typically they they, they carry a lot of debt. The idea is to is to take um, debt, invest in in, in assets, uh, in this case data centres, and then you know reap the rewards of that. Interest rates have spiked, hasn't helped this one. Having said that, their gearing's you know not huge, probably around 30% at the moment. They've got a lot of um, little bits and pieces investments, um, passive investments, so they don't have control of the of those data centres. Um, maybe that's why the market doesn't like them. But you know I could go on and on for the reasons why you wouldn't like it. There are a few reasons to like it. Look, I think you know growth-wise, it looks pretty good. They've made a re recent acquisition in Thailand, uh, which is is just a growth area anyway. Um, for, for what they're doing. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's right now it's looking pretty reasonably valued. We've got a fair, ta fair value target of 191. Currently, around about 130, so that makes it look cheap. So it's easy to, to go, okay, I can see the growth, I can see the value, and say, I'm going to write it down. Um, but if the market doesn't agree with you, then you're going to lose money. So um, for me, it's one that I would put on my watch list as something that, that looks reasonably valued, uh, that has a decent business behind it. But whilst that chart is pointing that way, I can't call it a buy. Mm. Uh, Friday's candle was impressive. I do like uh, what it did on Friday so I can get to a hold if you're suffering through it. But if it broke below that low, and I'll give you the level here, um, below 117, then it would become a sell. So I'll go hold for now, sell below 117. Okay, all right. Nathan, do you have advice there for Mark then, or is it, <laughs> is he missed the boat as 
Carl said, why write it down to these levels? Yeah, easy to say, harder yeah. to do. Retrospectively, um, And I yeah. think there's a lot of uh, investors, retail investors have done this in the last six months. Um, macro uh, clarity is important. Um, when, you, when you see rates going up, growth stocks come off. This is a classic growth stock, mm. um, as Carl said. It holds positions in a lot of data centers, so it's got the bingo words, data center, tech stock, um, around the world, global growth play, all of that. Um, so the thematic is good. Uh, what they're doing is looks interesting, but the problem is it's a tricky space in data centers. If you don't have control, you don't have the leverage to push the levers, you're waiting for other people to do it. But in a bull market, when rates are low, these things go berserk because you're buying a bit of emerging market recovery story. Now you've got emerging market worries and all of those are playing against them. Um, it is an interesting play, but this is a, a bull market for growth stock, but it's not a bull market for growth stock at the moment. So is it struggling? Yes. Um, are we shocked that it's down? No. Um, micro caps outperformed large caps by about 50-60% uh, on a 12-month basis. Now they're actually underperforming the large caps. And that's, that's a long way it's come back. So there's a lot of micro cap stocks that have been belted up, and this is one of them. Um, if you look at what's the sector overall doing, look at Next DC, that's come off as well. Mm. And this is the weaker side of that. So th the logic states that this will be weak and you've got tax loss selling. So it's probably going to fall for the next couple of days as well this week and it'll probably be weak. I suspect when you get into July, all the hot money is out, you'll see a bit more relief and it'll bounce back. In some of these tech stocks, it's easy to now kick the dog when it's down. And a lot of these growth stocks have been belted to nothing. Um, I think it's probably you're near the bottom, um, but look, it, it'll probably go lower in the next week, and then you've got the panic. I, I don't think this is going to be affected by the reporting season, but if the market falls, these stocks will fall as well. But given the bashing that he's already taken, it is one where I think the longer term trend still makes sense on the dynamic of the sector. So, um, you know, risk return, I'm actually in one where I'm saying, look, hold it, you've taken the punishment. It's not going to go bust. They are still making the right acquisitions. Over time, the assets will come good. It's not going to be the massive growth. I think next DC will be a better play. But look, I think it's okay. Um, and I don't think it's going to go bust anytime soon. So in that context, it's okay. I think it's, it's expect nothing to happen over the next couple of months. But I think as the economy recovers and emerging markets start to do well, I think uh, this will recover as well. But Okay, you know. so you're holding it. It's a hold. Yeah, but you prefer next DC. Yeah, it's the better better one in the sector. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's move on. Uh, take a dip into resources. Ascari Metals uh, acquires, explores, develops high-grade gold and copper gold projects in both uh, New South Wales and WA. In fact, it's also got some sampling going on in Yarry Lithium project in the Pilbara. Aaron wanting to know about this saying of a small parcel of shares. Uh, can you ask Nathan? whether this is a buy, hold or sell. He's been direct about it. Um, and just by note, we were talking about this before the show, Nathan, gold stocks being absolutely hammered today, mm -hmm. uh, led by Evolution. Um, it's down around 20%. But interestingly, Ascari, it's off close to 45% over the past month, but today it is in fact up 6%. Um Ascari is no evolution, let's put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's 10 million market cap. So this thing is going to be volatile as, uh, as hell. Um, copper, gold, I mean, as we learn from um, evolution, copper prices are weaker. Copper is actually underperforming gold, mm. which is classic recession worry indicator. Um, and so obviously copper will be struggling. Gold is not doing 
great. Um, all the miners are getting hit on um, COVID-related uh, production delays, as well as rising costs. Now, so you need the commodity prices to keep rising. So this is where the play is. So now, the problem here is now you've got producers at a relatively cheap level, um, so even with the issues. So when you've got producers at cheap level, explorers are not going to be of interest at this point in the cycle. So trying to buy explorers in gold and copper at the moment is probably not the thing to do. There's a cycle for everything. First you buy the producers. When producers start to run, then you start to look at the explorers. And look, I agree on the context that there's a supply side issue um, coming in copper, gold, all of these commodities. Uh, we haven't invested much in the last 10 years. CapEx globally with the big miners are actually in decline. Mm. So there is real supply side issues, but in the short term, we've got uh, slowing um, global growth. So the demand is weaker. Currency wars, so US dollar is too high. So emerging markets can't afford to buy as much. And then you've got China uncertainty as well. So I think the base metals, everything are in a bit of a global slowdown. So that'll affect it. So this is an explorer, 10 million market cap. This is probably not the one. I mean, I don't know the um, individual mining. The result looks pretty decent. If you want to back management, that's what you have to do in an explorer. I would not be doing it right now, but if you like the management, I'd say keep it on your shopping list. Look at it in two to three months when we know a bit more turnaround. At well, this point, it's just too hard. Well, I mean, Aaron, as he says, has a, has a small parcel, so does he hold on to it? I think if you've got a small parcel, obviously you love the management. Yeah. Uh, you're a high-risk investor in this one, so I think you hold on. Uh, because I think the commodity cycle over the medium to long term still plays out well. Right. But in the short term, it's going to wobble. So would I put extra money in it? Not right now. All right. He's put a small parcel. That's probably a nice one. It's, a, it's one of those ones. If you're a high-risk investor and you're looking at this stock, you'd love management, it's a nibble. But more broadly, you're willing to hold on in the, in the copper-gold space at the yes. moment, particularly with those, those big producers. Yeah, um, I'm in with the producers, yeah. but expect uh, underperformance over the next couple of months because the reporting season, everyone gets hit. Yeah. Um, so everyone, and the other thing is everyone is in uh, mining stocks. It's the, one of the most crowded trades. So when everyone's getting out, things get a bit messy. So I think over the next couple of months, expect downside risk. But six to 12 months, I'm comfortable with commodities. Okay. All right. Carl, so specifically then, how are you like, well, what do you think of Ascari? But I guess more broadly, your outlook in, in this particular segment. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, evolution, uh, well, they had uh, COVID issues, staff issues, uh, too much rain, I think it was, conveyor belt shut down, Andrew. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're facing uh, all of these challenges every day. With respect to Ascari, it's facing none of those challenges because it doesn't mine anything. So in that respect, it's got a little bit of a, uh, a compa comparative advantage to some of these others. It's just exploring uh, at this stage. And so they're looking for, well, they're looking for, for copper. Um, they've got a copper project there, I'm going to say at Horry, Copper Gold. Um, but they've got a couple of lithium projects as well, one in Barrow Creek, uh, the Yarry one you mentioned. Uh, the Yarry one looks quite interesting. It's uh, just down the road, when I say just down the road, about 100 k's away from Pilbara Minerals uh, mine there. And um, also uh, Mineral Resources has, has a lithium mine there as well in Wajina. So it's in the right real estate for that, but they really haven't done anything uh, major there apart from kick over a few rocks out in the desert. So no drilling yet. They're, they're trying to do that sampling and that mapping to get to the point where they've got a target 
to then get a drill rig and, and take it out there and drill it. So that's early stages. Um, Barra Creek's pretty similar. Uh, they are uh, drilling at one of their gold prospects in their in their copper projects at, at the moment. So um, it's just about sort of it's, it's just just trying to illustrate how early stages this one is. Mm. Um, but you know, at a market cap of nine million dollars for the for the land for the real estate they've got. It's probably fine. Um, the chart looks horrible. Let me just, you know, st say that it, it's it was looking good a few weeks ago. Let me, you know, and and, and actually, I was one. I was in my feature uh, tweets uh, for for a number of weeks. But you know, once that trend breaks, that they fall off the list, and yep. uh, and this is where we are now. So look, um, a small parcel, I think, is the key there. Uh, risk reward, nine million market cap versus some pretty interesting real estate. But it's a long term. You know, it, it's going to take. You know, it. it, it if everything went right, they wouldn't be mining anything for five years. It would take that long to get to a mine. So just understand what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, you know what's what's on the label there. So I can go hold because it's a small parcel. A long, a long term uh, hold. But otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't be looking to buy this one. Okay. All right. Now let's uh, we better get a, a wriggle on. We're sort of falling behind. So uh, we've mentioned coals already. Let's go there. Uh, Yana yep. wanted to know about it, and uh, Carl, of course, you're talking about its smaller competitor there, Metcash, uh, to begin with. So, what is your view on coals? Yeah, I can do this one super quick, Andrew, because we've kind of already talked about the sector. And look, it's it's not my key pick in the sector. It would be number two to Metcash. Uh, I think the chart looks reasonable. I think the growth outlook looks reasonable. I think the valuation's a little bit stretched uh, here after its recent rally. Uh, so on the basis of that, I could go hold, but it's not a buy. It's just not an exciting enough sector. I mean, a lot, a lot of our clients over here, they're very much growth-oriented uh, investors and uh, it just wouldn't be one that we would, you know, readily feature uh, as, 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 you know, to put out to a buyer to them. Okay, to the point. Nathan? Yeah, look, this is not the sexy end, but yeah. it's everything has a price and everything has a market. And in this market, supermarkets are kings. Mm. It's not JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, these guys will do well. And let me tell you, I go there a couple of times a week and I get ripped off every time. And, you <laughs> know, watching those prices yeah, go up. I lose weight every time. It's in my wallet. Um, and so these guys will continue to do well. Uh, look, I have to agree. I, I actually prefer Woolies because they are the behemoth in the sector mm. and they do well. And Endeavour, uh, look, we are a drinking culture. Uh, even yeah. in a recession, we drink more. It's a scary concept. Yeah. Uh, so in that context, I think Endeavour looks pretty good as well. Um, I think Calls does okay. Um, Metcash has the benefit of actually having a positive um, upgrade before the reporting season, so that'll hold them up well. Um, so I think Calls is the third one, but look, I'm okay with it. I don't think it's going to uh, hurt you. I don't think it's going to shoot the lights out, but it'll be solid for the next couple of months. I think it'll have a decent run into the back end of this year. If, if you're looking at something where you want to put your money um, to hold for the next couple of months, after the reporting season, you want to reassess. Calls is not a bad play. I still prefer Woolies. Okay, so you're... I'm a hold on hold. Yeah, yep. Okay. All right. Let's uh, move on into the manufacturing space. Uh, Capral, it's an aluminium products manufacturer. In fact, it was approached by Allegro Funds to acquire 100% of its shares. Uh, it was proposing $7. It's at 7.30 at the moment. Uh, Steve saying, why have dividend returns in Capital always been high, even though... It does show increasing but bumpy earnings growth. Also, does it seem good value in that its share value is about one quarter of its revenue per share, Nathan? Yeah, look, I, I, I know this stock purely because uh, one of the oldest places, I mean, one of the places I used to work for, an analyst who covered it went hard at the bottom, this was about five, six years ago, mm. and loaded up. And he said, this thing is insane 
but when the cycle comes, this will go nuts. Yeah. And you know what? It did. Right. <laughs> and yep. he killed it. So when, you know, there are a few analysts who make these big calls and when it comes good, it hits me in the head and I go, yeah, he was right. And it is one of those ones. It's, look, it's, it's one of those ones that plays through the cycle. Is it the one to hold in this current cycle? Probably not because the input cost would be hitting them everywhere. Energy cost would be hitting them. Manufacturers, you've got to be really careful. Unless you have a massive competitive advantage, uh, you know, aluminium prices, energy mm. prices, input costs, all of these guys are going to hurt them. Uh, but it's a, it's one, it's a classic cyclical stock. So when it's belted, and if it's not going bust and management has the balance sheet sorted, it's one to jump in. Now is probably not the time to do it, and I wouldn't want to hold it through the reporting season. So right. it's a big no for now. Yep. Um, but if you've held, look, if you bought it really cheap, then yeah, sure. Because look, these guys, uh, they play the cycle. So when the mm. cycle goes, you get the run. So okay. good luck. All right, Carl? Yeah, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that uh, takeover a mooted takeover mm. offer. The stock was nine fifty. That was back in April. Yeah, and, and it's fallen yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah. It, well, the, the bid was at seven, and they yeah. you know, obviously they knocked it back. Yep. But now the stock's at seven. So, uh, it's just the way things go sometimes. Yeah. Look, I mean, look, a wonderful performer. I mean, look at the chart now. It's just it was until <laughs> that point. You know, that untimely uh, knockback. Uh, just the most wonderful chart. Bottom left, top right. You know, Nathan said. You know, obviously just riding this cycle um, that we've had. But it's turned the corner, I think, in terms of the trend. I'm a little bit concerned now. So it's one, again, that we we, we have followed very closely, um, but we don't hold on to things forever, Andrew. We, we're traders and we trade things and uh, we trade them on the basis of, of, of trends. And when the trends change, it's time to get out and understand that, you know, maybe you've seen the peak of that cycle. And there's a very good chance that's, that that's the case. You know, they do have a significant exposure to the residential construction market. Interest rates are heading up. And we've seen, um, you know, a disconnect between that uptrend and the recent price action when the RBA really had to start, or if we were forced to start to, to change their rhetoric on interest rates. So, um, Nathan mentioned the word cycle and cyclical 10 times. I reiterate that now and say that I do think, unfortunately, the cycle has turned both in terms of uh, potential earnings growth and the chart. So I'm going to go, I'm a bit concerned. I'm going to go sell on this one. All right. Okay. That's cap rule. Uh, our fifth stock then, uh, we're uh, moving to the uh, pharmaceutical space. Uh, Recce Pharmaceuticals, it's a clinical stage new class of antibiotic in for sepsis. News that its candidate uh, called R327 has returned a good safety and tolerability profile among um, healthy male subjects, Marvin noting that uh, shares have been on the up. Thoughts on it? In fact, uh, I guess off the back of that news, it jumped the share price uh, by around a third. Uh, Carl, it's always a difficult space, this one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's tough because, yeah, I mean, look, the the goal is to come up with something amazing that's going to change the world, but it takes a, a lot of money and a lot of time uh, to do that and unfortunately sometimes what you had doesn't work and then you know you have to go back to the drawing board uh, and sometimes the share prices of these companies uh, they follow that path don't they a hero amazing everybody gets excited about um, the, the, the the concept and what they're doing and then it, it fails and they're back to zero so this one you know it's kind of you can see in the chart there isn't it it's, it was it was zero it was hero and now it's sort of trailing back towards zero but uh, 
you know, I think there's an interesting, uh, well, it's not interesting, it's a very, um, uh, a very highly prospective product there. And it's sort of a two-pronged approach. They've got the um, the intravenous uh, application there for sepsis, which is a huge market, uh, hard to treat, um, very expensive for hospitals to treat. And, you know, they're in phase one there, I'm pretty sure, and they're just working on the doses. So they started a very low dose. The reason why we've seen the recent pop-up is they've been um, given the, the go-ahead to go to the higher doses now um, in that cohort. So that seems to be progressing well. They're phase two for the topical treatment, uh, which is for burns, and uh, that seems to be going pretty well. They're doing that out here at Fiona Stanley. Um, so I think everything's progressing well. And as you can see in the chart there, Newsfly will help it out. And that's kind of the key because uh, unless the Newsfly comes, they're just going to keep burning cash. Uh, and these guys are burning about $6 million a year for $16 million in the bank, which is actually not bad. You know, a couple of years sort of runway is actually very good for this kind of stock. So um, I like it. I like what's going on. I like what they've got. It's just a matter of getting that chart to align with it because, for me, these are momentum plays. I want to be in them when everybody wants to be in them, and then I want to be out of them as soon as people start to jump ship. Um, on that basis... Uh, on the basis of the recent rally, I can go hold because yep. I do think something's starting. It's very interesting. If we see a pullback into 70 cents and, and then a lift off from there, I, I might even upgrade it to a buy. But for now, it's just a watch. It's a hold and watch. Yep. Okay. Nathan? Yeah, this is an interesting one in the context that I'm a big fan of biotechs. Mm. I've lost enough money. So <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be a fan, right? Um, it's the blue sky thing. It's a risk yeah. return. It's like mining stock. You punch a hole, find gold, find iron ore, boom. And this one, they're, they're going against the odds of trying to cure something. And, you know, when you don't have any competitive products, boom, blue sky. Um, you know, the, the, the great word is addressable market. Mm. When you hear that run, run, keep running, because that just <laughs> means there's massive blue sky that's going to suck you in. Um, look, it's, it's an interesting one. They've got the cash. Um, they are going through the process. And these things take years, decades. Uh, and suckers have to pay money to get, get them through that process. I've done this for a few stocks, so I know. Um, but the beauty of it is we always love this sector because of the upside. They get it right, this thing goes to the moon. Um, everyone wants to pick the winner. And, but just got to remember, as Kyle said, the cycle. When the market realizes loss-making stocks, rising interest rate environment, it's tough. In this kind of reflation cycle, mining stocks get the interest first. Biotechs don't get the interest because of that risk return cycle. Yep. So you've got to be careful playing in the biotech space. There will always be a few that when they have the information flow, it'll run, but you just got to be able to trade quickly. Um, I think you're playing really hard against the momentum at the moment. I think biotech's still in a tough sector. Mining stocks are going to be in play for the next couple of years. So I mm. think it's just too hard. Um, look, if you know management and you trust them, sure, play a bit and see how it goes. If it keeps running, then you add more. You've got to add into their strength. Don't buy into the weakness because this is not something that you can pick a fundamental support level because there isn't one. The mm. stocks just keep sliding. So you want to buy into the strength. So keep buy a bit at a time and see how it goes. If it goes wrong, then get out of it. Yep. Okay. All right. So that is the first half of the show. Let's uh, sum up. And we began there with our stock of the day, uh, Metcash, uh, which has... Uh, just uh, dropped its results, which were impressive, uh, the market uh, liking it. And um, as far as our experts, uh, Nathan's got a, a buy on it. Um, he likes the supermarket space at the moment. Um, and Carl saying it's got a good growth profile. He has a hold on it. Our first stock, as picked by you, Global Data Centre. 
Um, yeah, it, uh, our uh, viewer, Mark, wanted to know, he sort of saying that he rode this down. Uh, Carl say, why would you do that? Um, he's got a hold. Uh, he's sort of watching what, what happens next. Um, Nathan also has a hold on it. Ascari in the resources space. A no from Nathan. Uh, well, potential hold. Uh, a hold there from Carl saying, pointing out, given gold stocks, copper stocks being hit hard today, saying, well, it's not an issue for uh, Ascari because it's only exploring at this point, so it doesn't have production issues. Uh, Coles, further to what we were discussing, we are having with Metcash there, um, Carl saying good growth outlook, he's got a hold on it. Uh, Nathan saying he prefers Woolies and Endeavour, he's got a hold on it. Capital, the aluminium products manufacturer, a no from Nathan, a sell from Carl and Ricky there. We've got a hold, uh, Carl's watching it though, and Nathan. Uh, buy into the strength, says Nathan. All right, we've got uh, our own high conviction fund here at the call, which is picked by our investment committee. The latest episode of that is live for you to watch at osbiz.com. So let's check in with the update. Uh, West Farmers, Elders and ResMed were added this month, shifting the original allocations, as you can see there. So you can keep sending in requests, keep the call switched on to see which stocks our committee will be looking at next. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. All right, let's uh, catch up with the next half of the show. We will be looking at Biz Alloy Steel, Cobram Estate Olives and Terrace Technologies, Ames Property Securities Fund and Seek. So to Biz Alloy, uh, David wanting to know, particularly from Nathan, uh, saying it looks good in terms of fundamentals being a relatively profitable growing niche steel producer in Wollongong with a joint venture operation in China and distribution into Thailand and Indonesia, saying though I'm uncertain of how to view it as an Australian-based steel manufacturer in times of high inflation, uh, high iron ore prices and energy costs, how do steel manufacturers fare uh, in this current economic cycle? Are there tailwinds coming on from the defence sector, uh, green steel, deglobalisation, supply chain angles? There's a lot to consider there. Nathan. Yeah, look, it's an interesting stock. Well, I've looked at this previously. It's niche market. That's what's so good about it. Yeah. Uh, first thing, steel. Just look at the steel ETF. It's been rolling over. Um, that's what's dragged iron ore, um, even coke and coal down. Um, so there is a fair amount of uh, steel out there. Um, so the, there is definitely margin pressure there. Chinese steel manufacturers are not doing that great. Mm. Um, and the property cycle in China is still very weak. Um, in that context, despite uh, a bit of stimulus going in. Now, these guys are very unique niche players, defense players. I think, look, that's, that's the protection for them because what they do is not standard steel stuff. So um, that gives them that protection. They can probably hold the margins. Uh, my worry is they are still distribution. Their customers are still emerging market. And if you look at what's happening to most emerging markets and their currencies, that's going against uh, I guess the growth outlook, so that'll hurt them. It's actually held up quite well. Um, and I think that's probably because of the niche side of things. Now, iron ore has come off, um, energy prices are still high, inflation is still going to affect them. 
Um, so in that context, there are headwinds ahead. It's a tough one uh, because for me, just uh, you know, the underlying data, you go look at what's happening to the steel ETF, mm -hmm. eventually it'll drag these guys down. Yep. So I would be suggesting in this kind of market cycle, you take profit uh, and you don't jump in right now. Wait for the steel ETF to turn around. When the steel outlook improves, these guys will get the benefit out of it and they're niche players so they'll run even higher. So if you're looking to buy, I would wait for the steel ETF to turn. At this moment, it's sliding. So you're selling it right yeah, now. I'd be selling it right now because you've done well. You've yeah. got to look at the market risk and manage yourself. Fair enough. Carl? Look, I think it's just holding its, uh, its trend enough to call it a hold, but I'm very similar to Nathan on this one. So uh, I don't want to repeat uh, anything he said there, but look, the key is obviously in a rising cost environment, if you can maintain your margins by increasing your prices to your, your end customers, then that's not an issue. And the key question will be around whether they can do that. And management is flagging that whilst margins up to this point have been very good for them, they are starting to see some of those pressures creep in. But you mentioned maybe there's a kicker there from increased defence spending, obviously with what's going on in, in, in Russia and Ukraine at the moment. But that's one of those sort of big picture things that and it'll take years until we find out that the contracts are coming through. Uh, to give them the benefit on that. So uh, I was a little bit more um, positive on it until I just heard Nathan speak. And maybe he's, talk, he's talking me out of a, maybe he's talking me out of a hold. I was only, I wasn't going to get to a buy, but I was going to go a hold. But, yeah. you know, now that I'm looking at the chart with these new eyes that he's giving me, maybe I'm seeing more of the bad stuff in there than the good stuff. Uh, I think, I'm going to go hold. Sorry, but I think when you're in a market like where we are, if you've done well, I think it's, it's in your interest to look at the other side mm. and look at the risk. And I think, Mrs. Alloy, I'm a big fan. Yeah. But everything, it's a, it's yeah, a secret. So well, and we know selling is a lot harder than buying. That it, it is. Yeah. That it is. Yeah. Okay. Look, if, if it doesn't work out, there's about an 8% fully franked yield that you're going to have in the meantime anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. For something completely different, let's go to Olives. Cobram Estate, it is Australia's largest producer and marketer of a quality uh, extra virgin olive oil with operations here and in the States, sells globally. Uh, Carl, what are your thoughts then? Uh, look, another one of those uh, companies, when you when you look at it and you go, well, look, I, I like that. I mean, there's so much to like in here. I mean, they've, they've, they've got the number one and uh, two uh, local brands but but it's more the model that that uh, impresses me here. So it's just sort of end to end, you know, that that whole um, supply chain value chain that they're capturing uh, with what they're doing from you know uh, planting uh, you know, the nursery, the the olive tree technology uh, center that they have. So you know, planting all the way through to you know to, to distribution. So that's very good. And, and what they're trying to do is replicate that model in the US. Now if that comes off. Um, then, you know, this is going to be multiples. Uh, but so I go tick, 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 I like it, I like it. And it doesn't look um, expensive, um, even just based upon what they've got. The other thing I saw that looked really interesting was uh, about, you know, 40, they've got about 40% growth over the next sort of five years, just from the trees that they've planted maturing and just starting to contribute to their, you know, their, their, their base load of, uh, of supply. Um, so you've got just sort of this organic growth, this solid organic growth within the business. So here I am gushing about it, but then I look at the chart, the chart looks awful. Um, so it's, it's not a buy, uh, but it's one that I will keep a very close eye on to see if that chart starts to turn around, then it would be something I'd consider putting in front of um, Thick Markets clients. Until then, 
oh, on the basis of all the stuff I like about it, I could go a hold, but the chart looks really bad. That's a hold through gritted teeth then? Yeah, I can, go, I can get to a hold. Yeah, okay. All right, Nathan? Uh, look, it's, I think from memory it came out of private equity. Straight away, mm. red lights going bing, 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 <laughs> bing. Be right. careful. Yeah. Then I give it to you because it's uh, cheap. Um, now, they listed August last year, like peak market, right? Top mm. of the market. It is a good product. It, and there are food issues, supply chain issues around the world. There's a number of countries, including Indonesia, who are banning exports because they want to keep oil, uh, vegetable oils and so forth, so forth for domestic market. Now, this is going to play out more and more because I think the food, um, we're in global hunger games. The yeah. supply chain issues are going to become more and more. Uh, weather issues are coming now. We've got flooding in China, which means more issues to food prices there, which will create even higher prices. So um, oil should play into it. Uh, and they are now doing more. I mean, the US expansion is one side. They're doing more retail products. So that should help them as well. They're trying to expand in what they do. Um, look, everything looks good. It's just, um, look, getting an olive tree up and running, I've actually done it, so it's idiot-proof. Um, so it's the, one of the hardier plants. So they don't need as much water. It does well. So the, the defensive nature of the plant is good. Uh, Carl's right. Once you have it up and running, a uh, mature plant delivers for a long time. It's, uh, the lessons you learn from something like a select harvest kind of comes through with these guys as well. Um, the question here is, uh, is, is that it's not, um, it's not the sexy end. It's come out of private equity. So everyone's a bit careful on how, what their growth plan is going to cost them. So people are a bit careful here. It is one that should do better, but it hasn't. Mind you, I can say that about a number of food stocks. Mm. So like Starfish should be doing better. Tassel should be doing better. Um, so there's a number of food stocks I look and go, these should be doing better, but they're not. So again, uh, the market is not buying into it. So there's no point in you swimming against the tide. You just get, get tired and you lose more money. So in this context, it's one, it's in my shopping list, I'm keeping an eye on. So I'm keeping an eye on Tassel, I'm keeping an eye on Select Harvest, I'm keeping an eye on Cobram. Uh, these are good quality businesses, got you know, good vertically integrated business model, but I don't know why, but the market does not want to pay for it. So I'll so, wait for So that. you're watching, but you're not buying. No, yeah. I, all of these things look good, they're just not doing enough. Okay, all right. Let's move on to Anteris Technologies. Harry wanted to know about this one. It does design and develop uh, cardio equipment such as heart valves. Uh, has reported improvements since its three-month uh, follow-up. It's had a cohort of five patients who have a dura heart valve replacement. Um, Carl, the chart looks good. <laughs> chart looks amazing. This is uh, this is my favourite chart on the entire market. Okay. Has been has been for quite a while yeah so i do i do follow this one uh pretty closely and i'm all for you know buying momentum but at the same time you know hey i'm here for the party as soon as the keg runs out and somebody shouts hey kegs run out i'm, I'm out of there andrew so you know i'm in there for a good time not a long time so whilst the momentum is good on this and it is good on this i'm happy to be there but i'll be keeping a close eye for if it turns now um uh, I, 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 this was my bonus buy last week on the call uh, with Koshi, and it's up about 25% since then. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to replicate that call on it this time around, but I can certainly go hold and buy on pullback. So this is one of those, again, super, super promising. As you said, they've got this um, uh, this this valve that they, they put in your heart if you've got aortic stenosis, which means it's calcification of your um, aortic valve. 
It's uh, hugely prevalent, one in eight um, you know, people over 75, 100,000 uh, procedures of uh, the, uh, they feed it obviously through the catheter in the US last year. So huge market. So, you know, $14 billion market by 2028. A couple of other products, a couple of other competitors are out there, but their products degrade over time. This one, in theory, should in theory, should last you pretty much forever, um, given given the product they've got. Now, widely accepted okay. that this is the product and this is going to be the game changer in the space. So, obviously, all of that's wonderful, but we need to get it to market. Potentially, they're going to start earning uh, revenues uh, from this via their FDA studies next year. Um, and, and assuming all goes well, the commercialisation could start probably 24-25. So I'm just giving viewers an idea of how far out the commercialisation is. I do think we'll get there because everything is going pretty well. Nobody's nobody's died yet out of the, you said five have um, had it back in January. Yeah. Um, another eight more got it in, um, I'm going to say May, I think off the top of my head and everything's going well. So the, the, the point about um, counselling uh, viewers that the, the commercialization is so far off is that what we see so many times is that kind of the price action and the excitement gets ahead of the, the economic reality. And this is why I say that it's a momentum play. And again, you're there while the party's good. Right now, the mm -hmm. party's good. So um, uh, it's a hold. It's just had such a huge pop <laughs> since yep. last week. I'm not sure if you want to buy it here, but around about 24 to 25, if you see a pullback into that zone with some nice candles, that's where I try and scoop some up. But I, okay. I, I do think you want to have a 388 million market cap for, for something that could be worth billions down the track. All right, Nathan. So you're a sucker for biotech. Oh, Let's yeah. call this med tech then. Oh, this is, this is like even bigger. <laughs> this is like the biggest sand pit for people like me. Right. You just go into it and you can never get out. Um, it, it's the word addressable market. Hmm. And that's like, this is Star Wars. You know, you start pulling out Jedi moves when you see these things. So this is on fire. Momentum is flying, so this is what you invest in a biotech for, or biotechnology for. Because when you get these instruments take off, addressable yep. market, boom. You do not chase once the market knows what it is, and the market is trying to price in, because the, the initial run up is the steroid run, where people are getting overly optimistic, think this will rule the world. Everyone wants to rule the world. Yep. So this is in that category. So it's on a massive run. First thing I would tell anyone when I look at that chart, and I don't know the stock that well, I'm not a doctor to know how effective it's going to be, is I'd be saying, look, it's a new high, take 30% off the table. It's gone three times in six months, right? The yep. first thing you do is take 30% off the table, lock in your capital, right. and let the rest ride. If it rolls over, you get out. Every biotech, when they go to you know, any kind of instrument, it's even bigger, people get overly excited and runs hard. And when the time music turns, people get sucked in and they ride it all the way down because they get bored into that story. The first thing you do is protect your capital. Then you get the free ride. Take the risk with the free ride. Don't take the free risk with the capital. So take a 30% off, lock in your capital, and then have a ride. If it ro rolls over, yep. get out. Just manage your risk in this market. All right, so you're taking some profits on that one. Uh, let's uh, go to the next one. We better make this one quick. It is Ames Property Securities Fund. Jeff wanted to know about this saying management has made a takeover of $1.20 per share. The net tangible assets per share is north of $3. If I don't sell it, it will go private. They took private investors out last year around $1.70. It's so unfair to investors who have been so supportive. No way I'll sell it at $1.20. So what do you think, Nathan? 
Sorry, Jeff. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about minority investors. Yeah, yeah. Don't care about retail investors. Trust me, they do not care. Uh, that and that's the problem. It's like any sector. Uh, investors have to fund their recovery story, and if the market's not buying in, it gets privatized. You know, takeovers. How mm. many times have we seen stocks get a takeover bid, get rejected, lower takeover bid, get rejected, and about third or fourth one gets accepted? You know, it's about 50% lower than the first bid. And unfortunately, this happens again and again. And there is no good thing about this. Um, they don't care. Um, management probably will privatize and take more. Um, property, property trust services in this kind of market is a tough one with rising interest rates. They do have high leverage play in this sector. So they tend to do badly. If you look at the property trust sector, um, you know, pre-GFC to post-GFC, it's the only sector that hasn't gone above that. And they, they, because they issue a lot more shares, dilute themselves, it's harder for the future growth you're probably, if you go into a recession cycle, that's going to happen again. So again, if it gets taken over, it's one way you say, look, it's one for my um, training lesson in investing. Uh, in a recession cycle, you do not want to be long property sector or the services linked to that sector because it'll get tougher. Um, so unfortunately, um, it's not going to work out for you and they do not care what happens to you. So, so, so what's you do? No, I think you take your money right. and go somewhere else. I think uh, if there's a bid, take that money and walk away. Yep. Okay. Carl? Yeah, I mean, look, Jeff, I think Jeff's confused by the fact that it's not trading uh, near the or closer to the NTA, NTA or net asset value in this case, which mm. is about 278, stocks at 120. And the reason is it's just so liquid. If you look at the chart, it, it, it's literally dashes and dots because there's so few shares that trade. So if you're an outside player potentially to come in and ride to Jeff's rescue and make a higher takeover bid, um, it, it's, 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 it's very, well, look, it, your average shareholder is looking at it and not going to trade it for that reason. But even I think um, the, the company is just, it's, they've got minority interests here and there. It's just not attractive for another player. Um, the, the, the books look very opaque. It was very sketchy to me. So I don't think he's, it, it, there's going to be someone else there to save you. Um, the, I'm curious by this word supported. Uh, he's, he's been so supportive of the, of the company and I don't get it why you would support a company or a share. I mean, I support the mighty West Coast Eagles. We had a massive win on the weekend. <laughs> and they're there a sell. The we know that. Yeah. I, I, know, I know Nathan loves his Tigers. You, know, you support your team on the weekend, but why are you supporting a stock? What benefit, what what value right. do you, you derive from supporting a stock? Yeah. Um, I say, hey, like I said before, they need to perform for you. And if they don't perform for you, turf them out. And that's what I would do with this one. Okay. It's a double sell. All right, let's round it out with Seek. Trevor Wannington about this. It is the Human Resource Consulting Online Classified Job Ads. However, shares are down by around a third over the past six months. Uh, Carl, everyone wants a job. Uh, everyone, all, the, all the companies out there, the, the small businesses and the like, they need employees. So surely that's yeah. supportive. Oh, look, I think it is. And uh, look, I, I, look I, it's what a wonderful way to describe Seek, Andrew. I think you've nailed it. It's something that's going to be around um, forever and a day. So, look, it's a very defensive business. I know it's a lot of people think this is a high technology business, but it is really just uh, just clipping the ticket on, on one of the most natural occurrences in our lives, and that is um, having a job and changing jobs. And right now, a lot of us are doing that more frequently because the job market is so good. Um, so in in that case, you know, this is kind of seeks bull market at this point in time. Unfortunately, the, the market, as in investors and the broader market of investors, will consider well, are those good times going to last? So um, are central banks going to break 
the local economy, the global economy, uh, and therefore, you know, we're going to see a downturn in the future, and maybe that won't be so good for Seek. Look, I, I, I like Seek anyway. I think it's 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 really well priced. Um, it's got it's got really good growth just inside the business, um, and and I do like the management here. So, top quality business. But looking at the chart, you can see why I can't go and buy. Um, a nice little bounce over the last few days, certainly enough to get me to a hold because the bounce is promising. I won't know if this is the beginning of the next bull market for Seek until I see high peaks, high troughs, and all the things I want to see with my candlesticks. But I can get to a hold, not a buy basis on the basis of the chart. Yep. Okay. Nathan. Oh, look, this is the old tech. Mm. REA, C, car sales, mm. every man and his dog wanted to short these stocks for a decade and lost money. Uh, and when it actually was a short, nobody wanted to short it. Go figure. Um, Seek's come back. It's, an, it's basically an economy play. They're an emerging market play. China is a big part of their business model. Uh, they do education as well. Um, and they've got innovation working through their model. So I suspect there'll be more growth. Uh, it is, a, you know, the, the, all three of them are of interest to me because nobody wants to touch it right now. Um, I think Seek probably will have another leg. The bounce now is it's a classic short covering pop that people want to buy at the bottom. But So I suspect over the next couple of months, you'll see a bit more weakness. When it comes down to it um, in the next couple of months, I would start to nibble. I would look at all three of them, Seek, REA, car sales. All three of them are basically an economic recovery story. They're not your classic new tech. They're not trying to prove themselves. They've got massive leverage plan. REA is probably the best out of the three. I would nibble on all three of them over the next three to six months, mm. and you would do well over the next couple of years with economic recovery. All right, good one. Well, let's uh, let's take a look where we've been for the second half of the show. We began with a Biz Alloy Steel there, uh, a sell from Nathan, a hold from Carl, Cobram Estate Olives, a hold from Carl, a, a watch there from Nathan, and Terrace Technologies. Um, Carl saying it's a hold, he'd buy on on a further pullback. Uh, Nathan saying he'd uh, take some profits there um, on Antares, Ames Property Security Fund, a sell from both, and Seek there. We rounded out with a hold from Carl and Nathan there, uh, looking to buy on further weakness. All right, that is the show for today, Nathan. Thanks for joining us from Deep Data Analytics. Thank you. And Carl, good to speak again from Think Markets. Thanks, Andrew. It was a, a good time, but not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any stocks you'd like us to cover, flick us an email, the call at ausbiz.com.au, uh, tweet us to ausbiztv, and a reminder where to find those stocks. We have in the calls portfolio. You can head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Thanks for watching. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.